The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Meanwhile, in a small corner of the city, in the home of real bad pain, crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a stream freedom audio bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo, Derek and myself, Mike. How you doing, Derek? I'm all right. A little tired. Beat Under- up, but I'm on vacation, so everything's good. Uh, I understand the tired, the beat up. I am brain fried. <laughs> Five, four days of thirteen shows a day at front of house. I'm, I'm, wow. I'm shot. Um, but Derek, I have someone on the line with us. Oh, and she is, is she different type of guest than we've ever had before. And actually we've seen the type of work she does almost everywhere. And I'm, I've always been fascinated by this type of art because she is an artist. We have Beth Tobias on who is known as chalk girl. How's it going, Beth? It's great. And I hope <laughs> Thanks I, for having me on. I'm hoping I got your right, your, your last name, right? You did. Yeah. Good job. So I guess it's just to start off, how, why chalk art and how'd you get into chalk art? Um, the short story is that I was just bored. Um, <laughs> that works. I, yeah, it was a summer day and I was, I had nothing else to do. So I went outside and I had a bucket of chalk and I just started drawing, um, Took those, took a couple pictures of what I drew, put it in a portfolio, applied at a theme park about a year later, and they actually made a position for me where I could draw one picture every day during the summer. Uh, so that's where I really got to hone the skill. Oh, wow. Can you say, yeah. what, can you awesome. say which theme park it was? It was Six Flags, uh, Great America in Gurney, Illinois. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. So, um... I'm assuming this has taken you all over the country. Quite a bit, yeah. We um, we try to hit up conventions all of, like well, with the exception of this last year. <laughs> um, we uh, we've been as far as Portland. I'm from Wisconsin, okay. so we've been as far as Portland um, and back again, and I think uh, south as far as Nashville. So we uh, have covered quite a bit of land. <laughs> uh. You need to try, I don't know who to contact, but check online. You need to try and get on at Disney for their Festival of the Arts. They do a lot of chalk, chalk artists there. 
I've heard, I've, I've seen some pretty cool things and I do actually have a friend that works there and, um, I don't know if he worked, that's at Epcot, right? Yep. The festival. Yep. Yeah. I think he's more in like the cruise line area things, but he does some okay. special effects stuff. So he's mentioned it before. I just don't know. I think they like, they're looking for, uh, artists that are a little bit closer. I guess that was the last rumor I heard, but maybe one day. Maybe you'll see me one day. I think I think this year, especially with you know the pandemic and everything, they were looking for people more, uh, a little closer. Okay. Um, I mean, the few years that we've been doing Festival of the Arts or or FODA, um, or as I like to call it, Farts Festival. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, that one never goes. Usually, we go FODA. Um, Bring out the dad jokes. Yes, I will. Um, so I don't know if they plan on expanding, but I mean, I think if you were supposedly down in the area of visiting your friend, staying with your friend, whatever, <laughs> around sure. that time, you can say, hey, I'm already in the area. Sure. Now, maybe that, that'll help open the door or, hey, vacation. <laughs> I mean, that'd be great. At the um, same time. Especially once once all this this Corona stuff is over. So we'll see. I, I would love to love to partake in that. It sounds awesome. So so how long have you been doing chalk art? Chalk art specifically since 2019, um, but I've been drawing my entire life. My mom is an artist. Her dad and her uncle were artists, so it's been kind of passed down through the generations. Um, and it was just the nice. one thing that I was always kind of good at. <laughs> so what? What are? What do you like about doing? Ch- chalk art and what do you not what what are the difficult parts of using chalk um i love the fact that it is it's so flexible in terms of like i could make a million mistakes and cover them up every single time um it's Mm -hmm. it's pretty flexible in that in that case it's nothing is ever permanent but that's also the downside that nothing is ever permanent so if somebody wanted Mm -hmm. to buy an original it goes through a very long process of us trying to seal it and making sure that that, you know, this, I mean, cause they they all start around four feet by six feet and get larger from there. So to have this like massive mural in somebody's house, to be able to protect it from, you know, small hands or wagging tails, like it's, it's, it's a bit of a feat. <laughs> yeah. You want to protect it from feet too. Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> um, I would imagine you even have to try to protect it from yourself while you're drawing it too. Pretty good at at knowing uh, where I can put my hands and stuff. Actually, in some of my early pieces, you'll see my footprints all over it because I would draw on the ground, and I'd get super messy. And you would just you can still see my footprints on a lot of them. <laughs> so at this point in time, when when you set up at a booth, you are you doing everything's all chalk, or do you do other mediums as well when when you sell sell at a booth at a at a show? At a show, mostly everything will be prints of the originals, so everything starts off as chalk, um, but I do have smaller versions available for people that want to take uh, much cheaper uh, items home. Um, I will often have one or two paintings with me. Uh, I do a lot of acrylic painting, um, and I actually, I've been a special effects makeup artist for the last 10 or 11 years, so I also oh, wow. have a little bit of airbrush. 
Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I, I dabble in a whole bunch of mediums, but my main selling point as the chalk girl is the chalk art. Isn't it a shame that face off is no longer on the air? You are preaching to the choir. (laughs) I love that show. I I was just thinking that I'm like, oh. I'm, that and there was another one that was body painting, and I really wanted to do oh, the body yeah. painting. Uh, was right. that body wars? I th- I think so. Body wars or paint wars or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I remember briefly hearing about that one, but I also remember there was a a show where it was a company who did body painting, mm-hmm. and they showed you know all the different stuff they had to do for conventions or private parties mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's insane. <laughs> um, first piece that really got you into hey, I can make a living off of this. Um, actually that was the very first piece we did apart from Six Flags. So I did the job, uh, there for five years, five summers, but then a couple years after I had stopped doing that, my, well, I found out about a convention that was new to Chicago and I emailed them. I had no idea how conventions worked. I'd never been to a comic convention. I was just kind of winging it and I emailed them and I said, Hey, what would it take to get a booth? And they said, well, lucky you, somebody just uh, dropped out. So we have this corner booth for like a hundred bucks, which is so unheard of these days, but (laughs) they, they gave me this booth, which was 10 by 10. And I tried to convince them. I was like, I know how to make chalk portable. Like, it's not like I'm going to be messing up the convention hall. Like I will be able to pick it up and take it with me when I leave. And so they thought that was really cool. And, um, we agreed, like I paid whatever, it was all good. But then I turned to my husband and I was like, we have to figure out a way to make chalk portable because I had no idea how to do it. Um, So we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. I pretty much took two canvases. I carpet taped them together and like had some safety pins making them the size I needed it to be. But I, that weekend uh, it was a heroes and villains convention and they had a lot of the DC superheroes with them. So Stephen Amell was there. Grant Gustin was there. Um, A lot of the flash and and arrow characters were there um, along with a couple others. But I, decided to do Stephen Amell as Green Arrow the first day. I decided to do Grant as Flash the next day. Um, But we had some very, like, I owe almost everything in my career to these guys. We we made friends really quick with our, our booth neighbors, and uh, they have their own comic book, but they are just, one of them is just the loudest guy you'll ever meet, and is he doesn't care at all. But um, it was such a small convention that the celebrities didn't have to go behind curtains or anything to get from one end of the hall to the other. They could just walk right through the artists and everything. It wasn't, it wasn't like C2E2, it wasn't like San Diego, like he could just, they could just walk. So as I was drawing Steven, he walked by behind me. I didn't see him, but I, he was walking by with a posse to go from like his signing booth to autographs or a panel or something. And um, our neighbor, our vendor neighbor, literally just shouted out, yo, they're drawing your face on the floor over here. 
And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) what's going on? But my husband got my attention and he's like, turn around and Stephen Amell was right there. Uh, So he, he thought it was really cool. He just kind of stood there for a hot sec. And I think his mind was kind of connecting dots of, of me drawing with chalk on the ground and this, this big thing. Um, But he took a picture with it when it was about halfway done. He asked us when it would be totally done. And I said, six o'clock. I really like to finish a complete picture every day that I'm at a convention. Um, so I told him six o'clock and we managed to get his attention at six and he came back, took a photo with it, tagged me in it and then put it on his Instagram and my Instagram followers. I know it was the most gracious thing anybody did for me. Like ever he (laughs) tagged me in it, put it on Instagram. My follower count went from about 75 followers to 1500 overnight. And just like (laughs) a couple weeks after the convention, my husband and I looked at each other and we were like, is this a thing? Could I actually be an artist and make money off of it? Like my four-year-old pipe dreams are kind of coming true. Like it was, it was just pretty awesome. So the very first one was kind of our, like, let's, let's do this. So, yeah. Well, see, that's how you get real followers, not (laughs) fake followers like that show on, on HBO. There, there's a show, it's a documentary called, uh, fake followers. Oh my goodness. And it's this company have auditioned a bunch of people to pick three and they're going to turn them into Instagram celebrities. Oh my gosh. And they, and they go out and they get fake followers by, you know, and basically you buy bots to increase your, yeah. So getting, going from, doesn't surprise me though. Going from, it's an interesting documentary if you haven't seen it. Um, but to go from 70 to 1500, organically because of Stephen Amell tagging you in an Instagram post with your artwork. That's great. That's publicity you couldn't buy. I I had to pinch myself so many times that weekend and just every once in again, I think it's still on his Instagram if you scroll down far enough. Um, and every once in a while, I'll just check to see if it's still there. <laughs> but yeah, it was the coolest thing ever. So I'm going to say outside of Stephen, who's been the biggest celebrity you have seen because because of your, your work. I'm talking like multi-generationally. I feel the most people would recognize Lou Ferrigno. Okay. Um, I was really, really oh, lucky. Nice. Yeah. To meet him. He has one of my originals, which is really cool. Um, and then his signature is on, I drew a picture of the Hulk. I brought it over to him to see, he signed that one. Uh, and my father-in-law has that one, but, um, oh, very cool. yeah, he has an original. Yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So how much, how much preparation goes into these beforehand? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. It used to be much longer, but recently, um, um, I grid all of my drawings because I'm I'm a little crazy like that. Um, but the mm-hmm. gridding process used to take me a very long time. I was literally taking a ruler and moving it, you know, so many nths of an inch and, and drawing these lines with a pencil. Uh, but this year we just developed like a plumb line system where all I have to do is like snap a plumb line and I, I make my lines really quick. Um, but the longest photo that I did, uh, are you guys into D&D at all? Do you know about Critical Role? Oh, yeah. I, I'm okay, familiar so, with the show, yeah. 
awesome. So I did a picture of the their second campaign characters last fall, and that one took me almost over a year to grab all my reference photos because I'm very heavy into reference, um, and then to complete it. So it was about a hundred hundred hours of research and development, but then a hundred hours of execution. Um, but then I wow. get pictures that are a simple portrait of someone, and it could take me five hours. So it just all depends on the level of detail, how big the picture is, what's going on in the photo. Um, but it, that's that's my short answer. <laughs> so the the art you did for Critical Role, that's the one that we see at the beginning of the video on your homepage. Yes. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> And I'm looking at your portfolio page as well. I have been off and on all day today. The the detail of the realism, which obviously is so much easier to do with chalk, with the blending, is superb. Thank you. That's always kind of been my goal. I'm I'm big into making a picture look like almost exactly as what I see. So if there's like one tiny thing off, it bugs the crap out of me. So I, I very much try to make it, try to make it recognizable to anyone off the street. But then I also try to get it to a level of crazy perfection that my brain can handle. The, the periwinkle is amazing. <laughs> Thanks. What what's been the your most favorite piece that you've done? It's between the critical role piece and the Hamilton piece that I did. Um, I don't think you'll see the Hamilton piece in my portfolio on that website, but I did a picture of Lin Manuel Miranda as Hamilton, and uh, that one actually there is there's two is pictures. There? Yeah, with the one there's a picture of uh, Felicity on the floor, and you're standing with the star from Black Lightning. Yeah, yeah. And you have a Heath oh. Ledger on one side and Lynn on the other side. Oh, fabulous. And there's so, two different shots of that. Their, um, their original was, I believe it was six feet by eight feet. And I, it took me like six tries to do his face. I just had to keep erasing it and redoing it. But it turned out to, to be really cool. And it's a, it's a pretty popular one. Um, I feel like the, the Broadway fandom and the geek fandom have a very interesting Venn diagram that happens at conventions. And there's not necessarily a lot of artists that represent the Broadway fandom. And so that's usually a popular one. Well, and Hamilton, because of Disney Plus, has gone so, so geek culture, so pop culture to begin with. Uh, I know Hamilton's coming to Tampa later this year. My daughter wanted to go until we found out how much the cheap seats were. Yep. Mm. Cheap seats. $399. Mm, we yeah, uh, no. we were lucky enough to see it in Chicago. Um, we did like a combo birthday Christmas present for everybody that went. Like it wasn't, it had to be like so many things that we covered. Um, <laughs> but there was a family behind us from New York and they said it was cheaper to come to fly to Chicago for like a week, see Hamilton, do a whole bunch of other museums and things and fly back than it would have been to get four tickets in New York to see it. Wow. Insane. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Um, um, go ahead, Derek. I was going to say, looking at your portfolio, I see that Hulk one you were talking about with Lou Ferrigno. That one's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I also I also love the Thanos one. That one's great. I mean, they're all great, but... <laughs> 
I, I'm a big fan of the, the Yondu one as well. Michael yeah, Rucker is an awesome dude if you ever get the chance to meet him. Uh, nice. my co one of my co-hosts from Mighty Marvel Geeks, another show I do. Yeah. Um maybe meeting him because uh a former guest on the show is gonna be at the at the Tupelo at a convention in Tupelo, cool. Mississippi. And they're gonna be side by side. That's awesome. So they're gonna they're He's gonna, a big hugger. He really likes to hug people. And they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna pick on him about the fact that uh he has an autographed picture from this gentleman. The gentleman's name is John Anderson. Okay. And John and it's a picture of John's character who he was uh an extra in Guardians okay. Two along with Yondu. And John signed it before Michael. And he goes, How are you gonna feel about I'm like uh, you need to turn around and figure out how you make it up to him by telling him, hey, more than happy to bring you on the show. <laughs> so he, he's going to do some recruiting that weekend. Fabulous. Um, <laughs> character or topic that you want to draw that you haven't yet? Oh, goodness. Um, Please, Howard the Duck. <laughs> I, sir, you know what? That would go over so well, and I should probably add it to my list. And and I'm writing it down right now. Yes. Um. Yeah. Uh. Especially, a lot of folks ask me to draw like their favorite cartoon character, their favorite anime character. But I'm that's not my style. Like I, as you saw, like I'm much more into the photorealism. So the fact that he's been in a movie is a big help to like to see a, a digital rendition, if you will, or even if somebody were to put on like a cosplay with you know special effects makeup or something it's so much better um well i, but I guess things, my que- my question would be which howard the duck would you do which one do you want me to do i would say if you if you <laughs> ooh, that could be a fun one do a combination <laughs> of the howard from guardians and the night and the 1980s howard the duck from the howard the duck movie so how would you combine those two to make it look really good what would what would you say goes into that I would, I would say maybe do a time, like almost like a time rip between the two of them. Okay. Yeah. I'm writing all of this down. This then, is excellent. Then you can have one on one side, one on the other side. Okay. Very cool. Um, I'm very excited. I This month, since we're not, my husband and I decided not to do any conventions this year. Um, but to keep me motivated, I've given every month a theme and I'm doing four drawings a month. Um, so this month is Avengers. And I just did a live drawing of Black Widow on Wednesday. I'll be doing Loki next Wednesday. Every Wednesday I'm on live for about an hour. Um, but July is X-Men and I'm very excited. I cannot wait to draw X-Men. They were Ooh. my introduction into comics. Nice. So Dupe. very excited. Excellent. Here's to dupe. Oh, no. <laughs> dupe. I love the face when you said that, Derek. <laughs> I when when we do or God, we haven't done them in a while over on Mighty Marvel Geeks. Uh, but when we do our picks of the week, mm-hmm. um, I tend to go after obscure characters. That's how okay. it's turned into an MO. So like do You mean lame? <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I was just clearing my throat. You no, know, you can you can always come on the show and help fix that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'd have my choices, <laughs> but you know stuff like dupe, um, unbeatable squirrel girl, um, 
<laughs> there have been so many cosplays of her in the last like year and a half. It's insane. I, w- I would love to see because they they filmed at least a pilot episode. Yeah. If not the fu- a full season of New Warriors where they had um, what's her name who plays who's the AT&T girl from the oh, commercials. Really? Yes. Yeah, she looks. Uh, she totally oh, was. Yeah. She was. She was cast as Squirrel Girl. Oh my god, that would be I, awesome! I want to see leaked photos of her as Squirrel Girl. <laughs> and at this point in time, they they said, "Oh, we don't have any place to put it on ABC Family." Well, you know what? You you've got Hulu and you've got Disney Plus now. Just release it already. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, Squirrel Girl is no longer an obscure character. You know, I know. So uh, I know, but I still pick her. She was an obscure character. I'll I'll stick with my Ghost Rider and my Man Thing, and I'm a big fan of Echo. If you guys ever read Echo, Echo's cool. Yeah, I like her a lot. I think she's really fun. Um, yeah. Oh, who's the who's the one that was created for uh, Marvel Future Fight? Oh, mm. I got to pull up the game. I want to say she's Korean. Is it Arrow? No, the arrow would be cool. It's A E A E R O with her. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I'm trying to find now. Not White Fox. She was created for the. So game. what other what other care what other characters have you done outside of like the the Marvel and DC and and such? Sure. Um, I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd, so I'm working my way through a lot of those characters. Um, obviously what? the critical role stuff. Which uh, house? Oh, I am Gryffindor all the way. I don't care if it's Harry's house. I took the test multiple times. <laughs> I am Gryffindor. Um, Ravenclaw. I nice, very nice. Um, I let's see. I can't wait. This uh, December this year is going to be real life heroes. So Stan Lee will be in there, and I'm very excited to do that picture. Ooh, um, nice. Other ones like Bob Ross or Mr. Rogers, which I think are just going to be kind of a fun throwback. Um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, other stuff that I, I, I just really love superheroes and whatever really grabs my attention. Um, I'm trying to think of like the other stuff. Oh, I have a couple game stuff in there. So I did a Detective Pikachu. People thought that was pretty cool. Um, a lot of folks get drawn to the booth. I have a Master Chief picture that I did. My uh, husband's a huge video game nerd. So I had to do a Master Chief. Um, I, like, yeah. I like Master Chief, but I have back when there was a company called Memobot or Mimico. They did Memobot USB drives. I have a Blue Spartan USB drive. Oh. Cool. That's very cool. So I would probably I probably go towards a, a blue Spartan. Nice. Um, the guy that voices uh, Master Chief Steve Downs was at a convention, and I got to meet him. He's also the voice on a local radio station for us up here, so it was kind of cool. Like <laughs> I I had grown up to hearing his voice because my dad loved that channel apparently, and I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, The character created for uh, Marvel Future Fight, her name is Luna Snow. Cool. So have you you already picked your your X-Men characters for X-Men month? Yes. I am going to do a combo of... Um, new and old Xavier, uh, new or young and old, I should say, young and old Magneto, um, mm. Mystique, and Storm. 
Ooh, good choices. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Haven't figured out which storm I'm going to do yet. Yeah, um, I was just thinking that. But we'll... Some good we'll choices decide. there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Halle Berry's storm was good, but one of the few things that I actually liked from the, the reboot... Um, reboot group of films was that storm. She yeah. she looked really good. Yeah, I loved the the mohawk. I just she I think she played her really well. Yeah. So what? So you said June is X Men. July is X Men. July. What are we looking at for August? August, I believe, is throwbacks. Hold on one second. Double check for you. Um, There are a lot of folks that ask for, like, the reason that we're doing these themes is um, a lot of people have just asked for a lot of random stuff, so I had to create some kind of theme for it. So I've had a friend that's been nagging me to do Captain Jack Sparrow for, like, the last three years, and that's (laughs) not really, like, my favorite thing, but we ended up making April a Captain's Month. So I did Captain America, Captain Jack Sparrow, Captain Picard, and Captain Hook. So, like, we're trying to find oh, themes cool. that just cover certain varieties. Um, but yeah, August is throwbacks. So currently, and actually I could love you guys' input. Um, I have Princess Bride and Fifth Element on there. And if there's anything Ooh. else you'd like to see, I have two open slots right now and I'm looking for ideas. Ooh. Somebody asked for Ninja Turtles at one point. I wouldn't know. I was never really into that. But if somebody could offer a a version of Ninja Turtles. I'm sure I could make a cool one. If, you're, um, if, you, if you were to do it the throwback, I would say probably the original cartoon. Yeah. The Turtles, yeah. Yeah, either the original cartoon or if you want to go more the realistic, uh, the first film. Okay. Um, and I guess, like, I say throwbacks because I did not in, like, this wasn't my generation of growing up, but our, like, our Back to the Future print does sure, so sure. well at conventions. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I just wanted, yeah. like, those That's cult classics. One. Yeah. We just, and the. <laughs> we just had Bob Gale on a couple weeks ago. Did you really? Yeah. That's so cool. So cool. Um, I'm sure you guys get all sorts of fun, fun guests on your show. <laughs> we, we try. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it's a challenge. Um, see, throwback. Turtles. Got any other? I think turtles we, we got to cover. Someone also asked for Goonies. Um, I Goonies should be cool. Never have I, I ever, unfortunately. If we're if we're gonna, if, <laughs> if we're gonna do that type That's of right. <laughs> we're gonna do that type of throwback. I did. I was channel flipping um, right right as I was eating dinner, and my my family came home because they were out. Mm-hmm. And on Comet Comet TV, which I have on the on YouTube TV, was mm-hmm. the movie The Monster Squad. That sounds really fun. That would be a great throwback because you could do the classic monsters, which are in the film. Okay. Drac, Wolfie, sure. Frankenstein, Creature from the Black Lagoon, and the kids who are the monster squad. Okay. And that's where the, if you've ever heard the line, Wolfman has nards, that's the movie it comes from. <laughs> okay. It's a great movie. Awesome. Or, I mean, for, for, for 1987, it was a decent movie. Awesome. So that'd be good for throwback or for, for an October Halloween theme. I actually, October, I do need one more. The theme is like, it's right behind you. Just something spooky. So I have Alien, Ghostbusters. I'm on the fence with E.T. Like, people like it, but I don't think they'd buy a print of it necessarily. Um, 
ET, but I could definitely. ET could be good for um, throwback. Throw throwback. Then yeah. what's behind yeah. you? Um, actually, I think I need to do like a hocus pocus at some point because that's coming back. That's making a. They're doing a second one, but like. Yeah. I grew up with that one. Um, if you're gonna do like the like for October for Halloween, you could do something with like the the. Uh, like Jason and Freddie and and Mike Myers and all that well, yeah. kind of and even even thing with did, all and, and for yeah and that would work for what's behind you because with Michael Myers with Jason with Freddie there was a lot of it that well Freddie was more what's in front of you he didn't hide it. <laughs> But yeah. but Jason and and Myers were what's behind you. Yeah, and and you could do an homage with all three of them in yeah. one one print as a throwback. What's behind you? I do like that. I have, um, I used to do this thing called Chalktober where every day I would spend like two to three hours on one picture and I do make prints out of those, but they're like a limited edition. I only make a handful of them. And so I do have a, a Jason mask. I have a Michaels Myers mask and I did a Freddie one last year. Um, but yeah, I think to have them all in one picture would be really, I think that'd be a great seller. Our Pennywise is like yeah. a big one. People yes, love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you said alien and you said yeah. uh, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, the original. <laughs> predator, the original Predator. Yeah. Be a good one. I will write that down. Somebody also said Jaws would be a good one. Um, I just, Ooh, I think I'd have yeah. to figure out like a good, a good positioning, a good, a good layout picture for that. It'd be kind of interesting. From the back of the orca. Okay. Off the, <laughs> off the aft of the orca looking into the water as if it's coming towards the back of oh. Oh, that'd be cool. With Bruce coming towards the back of the, sh- the ship. Nice. And, and maybe he has a life tank or a air tank in his mouth or something. <laughs> that'd be really cool. Uh, nice. Thanks for the suggestions. Oh, we, we can help you plot out the year now. <laughs> I do have most of them figured out, but there are a couple gaps and you guys just gave me a whole bunch of ideas. Yeah. See, Derek, Happy to help. We're good for some. <laughs> Good for a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Floor art. I know like Star Wars Celebration when they did... won the Clone Wars. Which, which season? What year was that? 2012, maybe? They they had chalk artists do... Um, it, it took all four days of the show to complete. Yeah. Where it was, it was the main character that was going to be revealed with all the other main characters around it. Um, sure. I don't know if you've seen pictures. I if think not, I have. Because I, I think I've tried to contact a few conventions and I was like using other pictures to be like, hey, I can do this if you want something you know in your main foyer or while people are standing in line kind of thing um i think i have seen what you're talking about go to go to my facebook page my personal page and look under the celebration okay um photos you you may see it because that that was incredible um perspective chalk art have you done any of that or is that something you're into i I do not um i actually don't do any drawings on the ground anymore i um after those five years at the park plus a couple extra uh last year i just had a back injury and i ended up in the hospital and a lot of it was because of the way that i was leaning (laughs) yeah 
Um, so plus, I, it can't be good on your knees either. Not, not really. Um, so I have kind of vowed uh, to not do that anymore. But my husband and I rigged a, we basically take a ladder and we put two hooks on the bottom, two big old hooks, and we take a folding table and just like unfold it and put it on the hooks of the ladder. And I have a portable easel that uh-huh. breaks down really easily. Huh. So I take that to shows. And plus, it's a lot easier for people to see. Um, so, yeah, I don't do anything on the ground anymore. Because it just That's really cool. My back, yeah. <laughs> Out of pandemic comes innovative thought mm. on how to continue mm-hmm. without hurting yourself. Yeah, as absolutely. bad. <laughs> as bad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's. I mean, I'm, I haven't drawn with chalk since I was a little kid, and I had a little, you know, four packet chalk. But it looks like from your drawings that they the color scheme on chalk now is amazing. Um, Yeah, so Crayola actually has a pack of 24 very highly pigmented, like, teacher-sized sticks. Uh, They're not like the big sidewalk chalk sticks, but it's literally the same thing. It's just more highly pigmented. So I use those guys, and then I also, there is a uh, guy in Michigan that I get my chalk from, and he specifically makes sidewalk and, like, street art chalk that, again, is just heavily pigmented. Um, But it's literally the same thing that you guys could pick up at Walmart. It's just a bit brighter. <laughs> See, Derek, we could get dessert. I mean, chalk. <laughs> Sorry. I had a, my, my mom was a teacher up until about 2016. So, yeah, chalk, teacher chalk. Yeah. Not the way you're using it, but the way she uses it. I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> But I would yeah. love to. I would love to get into doing chalk art. Yes, I'm. I'm just not the artist like I used to be. So I don't know if my stuff would be any good. I'm sure it would be great. Yeah, I was never much of an artist. And for my talents are more on the writing side than physical art. See, and for me, nice. it's being an audio engineer and mixing mixing bands. That's that's, that's where nice. I do my art. Is I take that's I take important. the I take the art from others and and blend it and process it for for audiences to help enhance hey, that's very, to help enhance very important. So, um, one show or one location you would love to go to. Um, that you have it. I mean, I, I, I feel like it's every vendor's dream to be at SDCC. Um, I, it's apparently it's chaotic though. Like you are just a salmon in the stream and you don't even get to like, look at stuff. You just kind of get ushered through the thing. Like that would be cool only because it was, you know, the kind of original convention, if you will. Um, I there are a couple that are in uh, Canada that sound epic. Like I think there's one in Vancouver um, that we mm. were looking at a couple times, or even like some in Calgary or Toronto. Okay. Um, oh, Fan they, Expo Toronto, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd love to go to Emerald City. Um, I'd love to even go to, to C2E2 in Chicago, but again, it's just like, there are parts of it where I don't know if it would help or hinder that there are so many people there. Um, we were just going to break in. Yeah. We were just going to break into the bigger conventions in 2020. Um, we had lined up for awesome con in Washington, DC, as well as a couple others that have like a 75 to 80,000 attendee rate. Um, 
which sounds, was, I think, bigger than anything we'd done before. Sounds uh, like MegaCon would be right up your alley. Yeah. Is that down in Florida? Yep. Orlando. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Uh, I know the big conventions here. Um, it's MegaCon, Tampa Bay Comic-Con, uh, Florida Supercon. I think Florida Supercon is now run by Repop. Okay. Uh, Megacon is run by Fan Expo. Okay. And I think um, Tampa Bay Comic Con is still um, a a independent quote unquote convention still that's okay. not not owned by a, a major corporation gotcha. that, that has multiple I, shows. The only problem about it is that we have these big old canvases and those are quite difficult to ship. So we'd have to definitely make sure that it was worth our while to travel somewhere that far. When we went out to Portland, we made it like a vacation and we actually drove out to California, hit up Portland and Seattle and then drove back. And my husband was just like, never again. (laughs) See, you do Orlando, you've got Universal with Harry Potter, you got Disney, make a vacation of it that way. I'm, I understand, but it's just getting all of my my entire booth in one car and getting it down there is, is quite difficult sometimes. One day, one day, we'll get there. That's when you attach a U-Haul trailer to the back. I wish. We were looking into it, but we don't have a hitch on the back of our, our SUV. That could be solved easily. That's <laughs> what I've heard <laughs> from everyone that wants me to come to their state. <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to think what else you what do a traveling show oh yeah that'd be cool see and I think I, I think Star Wars Celebration would be cool for you to be at or even D23 yeah oh my god I didn't realize that there were like those kind of vendors at D23 I thought it was just a big old announcement convention no like, that, there's there's vendors there as well I believe that would be so cool that's my new pipe dream. Is to it, be at D twenty. If if not if if not a a vendor at least be there as a an artist or an exhibitor. That's so cool. That'd be so cool. Get tied in with either Marvel or Pixar or, or Lucasfilm or do a chalk yeah. art for whatever big announcement they're going to do. Yeah, I um, I was a film major, but my concentration was traditional animation. And for the longest time, I wanted to work for Pixar. And so, again, like it would just be a dream to to go. If you did <laughs> traditional animation, you're a step ahead of most people who apply. Because the one thing they want to know you can do is traditional animation. But I don't know anything computer animation, which is what they do. But they'll teach you like, that. They, well, yes and no. Like when they, <laughs> I applied when I was a senior in college, and I felt like I had absolutely nothing to offer. <laughs> I, uh, story, you'd be a storyboard artist. That would be cool. Um, I also, there was an artist who used to work there who was a color key artist, which is basically taking the storyboards and then filling them in. And I wanted that job for a long time, but there's only like two of them that work there. (laughs) Then you also got people who've got to do the uh, the 2D animation or the uh, non-computer generated animation of the characters initially. That's true. I could also be like an uh, animatic editor or something like that. would be cool. We had a couple alumni from I went to Columbia College in Chicago and we had a couple alumni that worked there and they came back every once in a while and talked to the students which I thought was really cool and really generous um but yeah we were just like in awe (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, since you said you're you're near Chicago, what favorite art museum or museum in general in Chicago that you like to go to? I've I been mean, to a, I've been to a couple. I, I could give you mine after after your answer. Sure. Um, I love the Museum of Science and Industry. I they do such a cool job. Their exhibits are so fantastic. I think I've been there just a handful of times, but it never ceases to amaze me what they pull together. Um, one of them right now, I think it's the Science and Industry. It has the Marvel exhibit that's going around. Oh, yeah. um, my friends and I want to go so bad. <laughs> so bad. Um, that's my like favorite. They had, that's my yeah. favorite museum. Yeah. Yeah. It is we, so cool. Um, <clears throat> we went, I don't remember what year they, they brought in the U boat, but I remember uh, getting to walk through the U boat, one of the U boats yeah. when, uh, when being there. That's so cool. So that's cool. Such- to walk through the through a human ear was a pretty awesome. Yeah. Their, their whole area of anatomy was was cool. As a seven or eight year old, it's like this is cool. Not realizing, hey, I can look back at this and go, this is kind of creepy. Yeah, for real. We um, <laughs> we got to go see the the Body Worlds exhibit when it was there. Oh. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, I, from an artist perspective, I absolutely love it. Like, just getting to see things that you don't see anywhere else. It was so cool. They they had that here in Orlando at, uh, at our Museum of Science. And awesome. Yeah, seeing some of the pictures from it, it's like, this is wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then my sister's a physical therapist, so she's just going through the whole thing and, like, pointing out certain body parts and, like, the name of, you know, muscle fibers and... And, and all this crazy <laughs> stuff. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I just think it's a, a phenomenal thing of art to be yeah. like dedicating my body to science and then doing it, what they it, do with it. It becomes art. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess let's go back a ways. What got you into becoming a, a geek, so to speak? What, what was your, uh, what was the fandom that, that turned you from a, a standard kid into the world of geek, geekdom? I don't say nerd, nerdum, but geekdom. Cause there, geekdom. there, is, there is a slight difference. There is, there definitely is. Um, I was not into reading at all until Harry Potter came out. I, um, I almost like refused to read. And then I was presented (laughs) with the first Harry Potter book and actually the third one, I got the third one for Christmas and I started reading it and I was like, there's stuff I've missed. I need to go get the first two. Um, so, and the fact that as it was coming out, I was always the same age as Harry, no matter what book came out, the pace at which she pumped them out, whether it was the book or the movie, like I was always very close. I think Emma Watson and I are like a month apart. So like that too was just kind of very cool. I, I, I'm a little sad. I think of it at times to be like, I totally missed like the golden age of comics. I totally missed the golden age of Star Wars. Like I missed all these things but my generation has harry potter so that was my big like so that got me to reading you still have star wars i do oh i do i mean harry and hermione they're all jedis (laughs) well in D &D (laughs) terms 
Harry's a sorcerer and Hermione's a wizard. But yeah. Um, yes. I I just, I, I fell in love with that. And like Star Wars, I'm now very much into, can I remember all the facts that everyone else my age can? No. But like my parents weren't really into Star Wars. So I actually binged the first six in order to see Force Awakens. So like oh, wow. Force Awakens, <laughs> seven, eight, and nine are kind of my Star Wars only because it's the newest and the freshest to me versus like rewatching and trying sure. to cram all this knowledge into my head before seven came out. So, um, so yeah, you, but that's kind of the, the interesting, that's the interesting thing about Star Wars is we, like we, every, seems like every generation has their own yeah. version of it that they grew up with. Like me and Mike were old farts. So we grew up, you know, with the original, yeah. yeah, but how lucky are you? Like, that's so cool. Do you remember? Did you go see it, like, when it was out in the theaters? Did you go, like, opening weekend? Or mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I we I don't ever, know if I went opening no, weekend. We never went opening weekend. Definitely saw it in the theaters, yeah. That's See, that's so I saw, cool. We, I saw it close to opening weekend, probably. Yeah. We saw, we saw Star Wars before it was Star Wars, you know, when it was just right. a really cool-looking movie that was coming out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I um, I guess you could also say that just the the MCU was also like a prime time for me. Mm-hmm. So being, I feel so lucky to be able to say that I grew up with the very first like Iron Man movie. Like like that was a huge. Uh, cut into the world of comics like I fell in love with X-Men right. way before that but that was my like what the heck is it an Avenger and then Iron Man comes out <laughs> and and Robert Downey Jr. was just like ideal so that I'm I'm super lucky to be able to say like I also grew up with that so We're- Harry Potter and, and MCU Okay, I'm going to carry this over from uh, from Mighty Marvel Geeks last night. We did uh, someone, uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks in the show, Derek and I are on with another person uh, called Wookiee Radio, um, are shows that appear on a Disney internet radio station called Sorcerer Radio. It's a fan-based station or wow. fan-run station. And one of the show hosts did his ranking of the MCU movies. Oh, um, my gosh. All, all 23. So it inspired us to do our top five and an honorable mention. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go um, just to shorten up the, the list for you guys. Your top three MCU movies. What are your top three? Ones that if they appear on TV are a surf stopper. It, and if you don't know yeah. what I mean by surf stopper is when you're channel surfing, all of a sudden, boom, there it is. I'm stopping yeah. it. I'm going to watch it from wherever it's at. Even if it's the last five minutes, I'm going to watch it. That is that is the whole reason. I don't know how I'm many doing... people actually. Go ahead. Sorry, I don't know how many people actually channel surf these days, but. <laughs> I do on occasion. Uh, I That is the whole reason that I'm doing Fifth Element, because that was my dad's surf stopper was. Uh, Fifth yeah, Element and is. Shawshank Redemption were the two movies that were always uh, like if they were on TV, it was on TV. <laughs> Fifth Element is a surf stopper for me. Yeah. I've never actually seen Shawshank Redemption. Believe it. Oh, it's a good one. 
one. It's a very good I've one. I've seen bits and pieces of you it. Ha- it's a great film, but you have to be in the mood. Yeah, that's true. It's a, it's a surf stopper for me, but I have to be in the mood. Just like Green Mile. I have to be in the mood. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. Or or I, I will surf stop enough long enough if I know we're getting close to a, to a couple certain scenes. Like, oh, yeah, I got to see this. <laughs> this is a good part. Yeah. I got to see this. Once it's gone, okay, back to surfing. Um, oh, it's okay. So, Beth, I'll start with you first. Your top three. Okay. Immediately, Endgame. Because... I had the same favorite movie from like eighth grade all the way up till Endgame, and that was Pan's Labyrinth. I'm a huge uh, Doug Jones fan and okay. Guillermo del Toro fan. Um, I was really lucky to meet Doug Jones at one of the conventions, but like that is one of the big reasons that I got into special effects and makeup. So that movie like encompassed fantasy and and yep. everything for me. So. Endgame knocked Pan's Labyrinth off as like my favorite movie. Oh wow! Favorite. Yeah, um, I. So so that's the, your number one. Yeah, yeah, okay. totally. Um, my husband and I went. He was like, "We don't need to see it opening weekend," and I was like, "Maybe we don't." Yeah. And then the day, like the Saturday of, I was like, "No, we need to go see it." So <laughs> we, we went and saw it, and just like on your left. Like, like I, (laughs) I'm pretty sure I teared up, uh, when, when we heard that and just to even to rewatch all the clips of like the fans in the audience seeing Cap home, uh, Mjolnir or just like all these, all these moments. And they did such fan service and they brought it all together. Like, like that just encompasses Marvel to me. So Endgame is my number one. And, and, um, and I, I will definitely say that you know what, what you said. That line, yeah, on your left, such <laughs> a great line. Yeah. And, and even still, it, like, rings true. Somebody was speculating about um, uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And in the very last episode, you guys have seen it all the way through, yep, right? Yep. Okay. Of course. Uh, the very last episode, Sam is always, like, when they're taking pictures back when he's by his boat, he's always on the left. Well, or, like... In, in episode five, during the whole training montage. Yes, yes. He come, he purposely goes up, on, I believe he goes up on the porch around the kids, and he says, on your left, and comes back yes. down and runs back in front of him. So he's like, purposely goes around the kids. I, um, I really want to make a t-shirt that's literally just like a silhouette, a yellow silhouette of a sling ring, and then just in small, like, typewriter font in the middle, just on your left, period. Like, I just, I want oh. that on a shirt. <laughs> um, you do it, so, I'll buy it. Okay, okay. I'll buy we'll one. Um, I want to say that my second is Infinity War because uh-huh. I love it when established characters start meeting each other. So, like, the... Yeah. I just... It, it's kind of like a reintroduction to a lot of them. It's, um, like, a whole bunch of origin stories that just all, like, come together at the same point. And then, obviously, like, the the cliffhanger of that movie. Just, like, so, we were all, as a world, shocked. 
shocked. <laughs> well, the, this is this is the poll that we have on on our Twitter page. So let me pose this question: You see, Endgame and Infinity War as two separate movies, unlike Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows, where it's one film, two parts. Correct. I see them okay. separately. I, I see um, it the same way. Hmm. Whereas, uh, yeah. Whereas Eric sees them know. as I a. I see them the same as one movie. Yeah, he, he sees it as one movie. I kind of see it as one, yeah, because it was originally supposed to be. You know, it was a funny. <laughs> I remember we went to go see. I went to go see Infinity War with my my wife and my buddy, and we come out of the theater, and my wife was so pissed off at the movie because she didn't know that it was a two parter. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so she's like what was that everybody died and i'm like there's another movie coming she's like there is i'm like yeah well and if you didn't I know that I, I would be so pissed off too oh, yeah. like she had yeah. no clue what was going on but uh i think now she likes it but yeah at the time she was just like so angry about oh it. I guess it's my fault for not telling her it was a, <laughs> a you know there was another movie coming. I just assumed everybody knew. <laughs> yeah, I just the fact that like especially okay so when they're in the street in New York and it's Iron Man and Doctor Strange and uh, is it uh, if, is it Wong that's with them um, yeah. and they're like aliens and Robert Downey Jr. is just slinging like words of you know like. Squidward and and like pulling other kind of just like really I don't know it's fun to see Earthlings meet aliens and and all that stuff. Um, another quick note about Endgame yeah. is that I have never been able to. Um, I'm such a um, a tangible thought person. I'm such a logical like thought person that certain concepts are super hard for me to grasp. Like, like I don't understand politics because I cannot physically like grab things and, and put them (laughs) places. So I, a time travel has never been a thing for me. Like I can't get into Dr. Who I, I have never really gotten into back to the future, like all this stuff, but Endgame did such a good job with explaining time travel and, and the visual of the ancient one pointing off like timelines and different directions and stuff. Like, I think that was just another reason that I, I was uh-huh. capable of understanding time travel for the first time. Like <laughs> it was so cool. It was so cool. Um, so your third film. But I, I can't. <laughs> I, um, it's, it's a toss-up between a lot of the origin stories. It's a toss-up between the first Captain America. It's a toss-up between that and Black Panther and the original Iron Man. Like, I, I want to say Iron Man, the first one, because that's what started it all. And, like, just for that reason of if we didn't have Iron Man, we wouldn't have the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Black Panther was so pivotal for a lot of reasons at the time that it came out. Um, Captain America is one of my favorite characters ever. And I think one of my favorite moments in the entire MCU is when he lands on the grenade. Um, I, I just think that that like with his helmet or when he protects everyone else, like I think that is one of the most, I don't know, just notable, memorable moments of the whole MCU. Um, I cannot decide a third one. So you guys can pick for me, but I just can't. I can't decide. 
Well, I'm going to go to Derek next. Your top three. Well, um, I'm going to say I consider Endgame and Infinity War two parts of the same movie. So I'm going to go with that as my favorite because not only was it just, you know, there was just so much great stuff in it, but it was the culmination of everything that they've been building up to since then. And it was just amazing to see it all come together. And you think back to little scenes in the previous movies, you know, with Thanos and everything and all this other stuff that was leading up to it. And it just, uh, it's just amazing. Uh, and then my number two movie, <laughs> uh, well, my favorite, one of my favorite, my favorite Marvel character has always been and always will be Spider-Man. So I'm actually going to say uh, Civil War was my number two just because of the Spider-Man stuff in there. So good. That's when we first got Spidey in the MC. Right, it was right. just so exciting. I was just like, oh. Uh, and then my third choice. Hmm. That's a tougher one. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Thor the Dark. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess, I guess I'll go with, uh, Winter Soldier, I guess. Okay. For, for me, for me, where I end up going, um, number three is Avengers Infinity War. Number two, Captain America, Winter Soldier. And number one, Captain America, First Avenger. Yeah. I, the Captain America movies were just done so well. Like I can't fight fault, can't find fault with any of them. (laughs) It, I mean, it, the, the joke tends to be, and it works with DC films, how do you ruin a superhero franchise third film? Yeah. <laughs> Almost happened with Iron Man. Almost, yeah. I mean, Iron Man 3 was okay. Uh, well, yeah. it didn't ruin yeah. the... Fr- Iron Man 3 was one of those, it didn't ruin the franchise. Uh, yeah, true. I think we knew that there was it's, more coming from him, though. So it yeah. wasn't like, yeah. if that had been his last yeah. movie, it would have ruined right. it. It would have ruined the franchise. Yeah, yeah but we knew he was still so, key yeah. in other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but Civil War was the same way. Even though that Civil War, a lot of people call many of Avengers. Um, to me, that was that was Winter Soldier Part Two more than anything. Yeah, mm. I, I agree with that. I and uh, yeah, and it carried yeah. it carried well. Um, the only one that the franchise was ruined, but saved by the third film was Thor. The Thor Ragnarok <laughs> is what the other two should have looked like. It should have been. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, you got any other questions, Derek? So we've covered a lot tonight and without just going off on tangents or derailing I know. Into I've, other I've topics. Got one, if you guys don't mind. Sure. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I, we don't, we uh, don't mind having tables I, flipped on us. Okay. Actually, I've got two. I'll give you the easy one first. Favorite ice cream flavor. Mm. <laughs> Depends on the mood. These are not related I, to geek things at all, by the way. These are just questions that I, I always I, ask but, people. Favorite they, ice cream flavor. They could be related to, to geek culture. <laughs> they could be. <laughs> because if you're at a convention and there's ice cream, what ice cream flavor are you going to get at the show? Oh, that's, that's a good that's point. Imp- that's important. My favorite flavor is one that maybe not a lot of people are necessarily familiar with, and it's uh, Heavenly Hash. 
it's uh I can see you guys are not familiar with it. I've heard the name, but I'm not. It's chocolate ice cream with marshmallow, chocolate fudge, uh chips and uh, a couple other things. I think there's some nuts in there and it's just oh, I love it. It's so good. It sounds like a moose tracks. We have I don't know if the whole world has kind moose of, yeah. tracks. Yeah, it's but, similar uh, yeah. to moose yeah. tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it, it's it, it's almost like sure. moose tra- it's almost like um, the Heavenly Hatch is almost because I, I think I have had it once before when I was up in New Hampshire um, when I was a kid when my dad almost uh, took a job up there uh, up in the Lake Winnipesaukee area. Um, ah, yes, Lake Pisaki. Which is a gorgeous area. Uh, oh, I'm, I don't know if, if we told you, Beth, but I'm from Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Awesome. Um, I want to say the Heavenly Hash is almost a mix of uh, Moose Tracks meets Rocky Road. Oh, okay. It's very similar, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For yes. me, I mean, my go-to... <laughs> Without a doubt, um, vanilla home style vanilla or vanilla bean uh, is is my go to. Yeah. But but if if I'm in the if I'm in the grocery store, um, I like I there's one from uh, Ben and Jerry's. I don't get it often, and it has um, caramel. There's many from Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> <laughs> it's based on one of the talk show hosts. Is it the Tonight Dough? No. Okay. There's Americone uh, Dream, which is Stephen Colbert. And then yeah. there's uh, Jimmy Fallon is the Tonight Dough. And that one's got like caramel ice cream plus some, like, I think it's got like peanut butter cookie bits in it or something. Yeah, something like that. There might be a third one. It may be, it may be the, I'm looking at their new flavor. I'm on their site now and I see they have some new flavors. <laughs> Which could be dangerous. Flavors. Yeah, uh, yeah new, okay. new flavor. Go to cold brew. That'd be one my wife would want. She yeah. loves cold brew ice cream. Totally unbaked. Um, punchline tiramisu, strawberry top tart, thick mint PB over the top, chocolate caramel cookie dough, whiskey biz, and salted caramel brownie. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's the American dream. American yeah. dream is the one I mm. typically get. It's got um, those chocolate covered waffle cone pieces in it. With the caramel yes. swirl. Yes. With the caramel yep. swirl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now I want ice cream. Fun fact, um, one of the two, either Ben or Jerry, does not have a sense of taste. Really? Yeah, and that's why they have so much stuff in there, because the texture makes up for what it lacks in taste for him, I guess. Okay. <laughs> and then, and so, I, I now know your wait favorite a minute, ice cream. Wait a, oh, oh, oh. Minute, wait a minute, what's your favorite ice cream? What's oh. your favorite? Um, well, Ben & Jerry's also has one called Chubby Hubby, and it is vanilla uh, yes. ice cream. I think it's got a peanut butter swirl, mm-hmm. and then it's got chocolate-covered peanut butter-filled pretzels in it, and it's, like, the best thing ever. <laughs> that one is one yeah, of my I'm favorites, a, for sure. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was my first question. Uh, my other question that I really enjoy asking people is, what was the best part of your day today? Could be anything. It could be the cup of coffee you had in the morning. It could be this. It could be something that happened with a family member, whatever. Just what was the best part of your day? For me, it's a tie. It was seeing my family, uh, even though I got home first, seeing them when they got home. And then, uh, like most Fridays as well, it's always a tie on Fridays. Wednesday, Thursday, and Fridays, it's always a tie. That's coming home, seeing my family, and then podcasting with my friends. Beautiful. 
Awesome. Well, sure, I can, you know, uh, you know, I'll say the podcasting, of course, but, you know, but today, the best part of my day today was the moment I punched out at work and realized <laughs> I was on vacation. Heck yeah, that's awesome. Mine is definitely the podcast for today. So, Sweet. yeah, now, this is a good one. I, I guess I'll spend this one more time and let you and let you turn the tables on us one last time. Any sure. other question you may have for us? Hmm. Um, well, usually my my go to um, is what would you guys like to see an artist draw? It could be anything like a fan artist. Like if you saw a picture of something at a con, what would make you stop and be like, I have to have that? It could be a character that's not really well known. It could be a movie. It could be just what is one thing that You've never really, you know, what's, what's, I see some wall space behind both of you. What can fill in the wall back there? (laughs) That's a good question. Well, Mike, it kind of sounded like the Howard the Duck would be like a really cool one. But if there's another character or another (laughs) something you had in mind or a moment from a movie or anything. What do we got? Howard Duck would have space in the on the wall in front of him, <laughs> but that wall is almost all Star Wars. Uh, I see. That's awesome. I don't know if I can light on. Let's see what to see because uh, the one picture here is from Star Wars Weekends, and it's Mickey and Minnie. Or they took the the classic Star Wars poster art mm-hmm. and did it with Mickey and Minnie. That's awesome. Other no, it's just Mickey and Minnie, and then you got C3PO and R2. Um, the orange thing is an actual animation cell from the Ewoks <sighs> cartoon, which you can watch on Disney+. Plus. Uh, above that is an autographed picture of Ben Burt, who was the sound designer for Star Wars. <sighs> God, you, that must be like a prized possession for you. The, the animation cell? Yeah. No, the, the sound, the autograph from the sound guy. It is. Or not. Or- <laughs> it, it, it is. That's why that autograph happens to be out. Um, mm-hmm. I've got some other autographs that aren't out yet. They will be eventually. Um, but the animation cell. Yeah. Is my pride. That's a piece of art that I didn't pay for. Um, my Back when Star Wars, Lucasfilm had this, the Star Wars fan club called Hyperspace. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister-in-law always renewed it for me because you 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 joined hyperspace and you also got the star wars insider as part of the the package mm-hmm. and the one year i want to say it was probably close to the last year that they did it they sent out animation cells from ewoks oh to to all the the hyperspace members that's so cool and there's a company out there now that's still that i guess has gotten found they have gotten a hold of more animation cells I'm like, oh, I would love to spend the 40 bucks and, and run the risk of, of seeing what I get auction because it's all blind. Oh, OK. Thing. I mean, you, you can't ask for anything specific. You you pay for right. you pay for it and, <laughs> and it gets sent. And it's got the certificate of authenticity and everything. I'm like, man, I would love to go for that. But I also want to go for a piece from uh, Droids. OK. Which was the other cartoon that came out during that time period. Because um, I don't I don't want to run the risk of, oh, I got a hand this time when, right. when I yeah. got such a great piece the first time. Um, but over on this other side, you're not going to see much of it. But we have a place here called Painting with a Twist. Okay. And it's a place where you could do adult parties at and you could drink. Sure. Yeah, the, like the paint and sip kind of thing. Yeah. Well, yep. they had a, a Star Wars day. That's awesome. One. 
one uh, last February, February 20, and you got to choose BB-8, Chewbacca, or R2. I did the, I did the Chewy. My wife did the um, R2, and then they did one where you get the child. Well, my daughter and my wife both did the child. My wife's child's out here. My daughter's is in her room with her BB-8, and she also did a Porg, which so she loves. Cool. Por- she loves Porgs. So um, cool. So I... I also, would, is that a Kevin Smith jersey that you're sitting on? That you're that's no, on the back of your chair? It's a it's a Tampa Bay Lightning jersey. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> it looks like the Flash logo, and I was like, is that a Kevin Smith jersey? <laughs> I I wish he I wish he sold his jerseys again. I think at his show at he does the podcast at the um, Scum and Villainy Cantina in California. I think he's giving away his old ones that he because he lost all the weight after the heart right. attack. Right. I think he's giving away a lot of his old I, ones. And I want to say he was doing a. Uh, he used to buy a lot of uh, goalie cuts. Yeah, I'm sure. But they they um, they used to sell the jerseys on on his website on, on yeah. VSQ, <clears throat> and I I missed out on on getting getting one. There was a couple that I actually liked because uh, there was one that was a stormtrooper mm-hmm. helmet with the hat because he did one of the yeah. voices of he, he did a voice of one of the stormtroopers in the in the sequel trilogy. Yeah, actually, he did two different stormtroopers. So um, I guess to answer your question, what would I want? For me, I would I would love um, the recreation of the Adats from Hoth and oh. Empire Strikes Back. Uh, if I okay. was if I was picking it for my wife, I would think um, she's really into Captain Marvel. Okay, because her I do have a I do have a Captain Marvel piece. Um, but I, I'm, I have ideas for other ones. <laughs> um, because her father was in the Air Force. Very cool. And I, and I think one of the looks that she had liked was there was uh, Carol in her Captain Marvel outfit with the bomber jacket on. Okay. That's, that's really cool. Um, I don't know if that was, I don't believe that was actually in the film, but I know there's, we've seen some fan art of it and it looks amazing. You know, with her. Awesome. Um, and if I did one with Zoe, I would say either, uh, I would say probably a Porg and a, and a Loath Cat combined. My, you know, were like the two together. in the same picture or yeah. like a hybrid Porg? <laughs> no, no. In the, in the same picture. <laughs> Okay. Um, or I know she's a big Ahsoka fan, Ahsoka and Sabine fan. I just did an Ahsoka picture in January and I do have a Porg picture in my, uh, in my portfolio. Okay. Very cool. I'm, I'm ramping up my Star Wars stuff because again, I joined the, the fandom so late, but, um, slowly making my way I'll, into to all the characters. I'll and tell stuff. you, you nice. would have a, I, and I, I say this to Derek too, um, and we keep plotting and don't know if it'll happen eventually. Got to come to Disney World and check out Galaxy's Edge. You will be so fascinated and be taking so many pictures to do I, I, the Falcon where it sits. See, I would I would love this as a as a piece as well. You, you look at the Falcon seeing where it's where it's docked with the black with the spires coming up from behind it. OK, so there there's uh I'm going to have to look to see if there's a rough picture I could show you. And while I'm looking for that, I'm going to have Derek give you his. All right. Well, um, 
I have two different answers. Uh, one is a character, and that would be I would love to see a Ghost Rider. That would okay. be awesome. Okay. I love Ghost Rider. And number two. And then if I had if I had something that was really gonna stop stop me and make me go, uh, it would be a. It would be a picture of George Lucas and Stan Lee and Gene Roddenberry together. Ooh. Because good choice. They are they are three of my biggest heroes because they've they've created entire universes that people have loved. That's a cool I can already see it. It's a cool picture. Oh, that is awesome. I'm just going to go ahead and copy this entire link from search. Yeah, I've seen a handful of photos of the place, but I I have an aunt who is, like, my parents were not into Star Wars, but my aunt was a diehard sci-fi fan, and unfortunately, she has a little trouble getting around, so something like this would just be too much of a, of a task for her. Um but I, if I could, I would bring her to Galaxy's Edge in a heartbeat. Absolute heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, there's so many different images here. Like there's um, in that overall link of, of the image of, of the search, there's one where you're looking through an archway back at the Falcon. Yeah. And you see the the uh, control tower. <sighs> So cool. It's, it's all every inch, every single inch. Like, oh my god. I <laughs> <laughs> see. I I can even do this one. The, that one's just so impressive yeah. as well. You know, it's the Falcon. You know, you're on Batu with the spires. Yeah, it'd be fun to do a, a ship theme. I could I could certainly hit a whole bunch of really cool transportation devices. Yeah, the Serenity. Yeah. The oh Gal- my gosh, the Galactica. Yeah. The only thing about it is that I hate straight lines, <laughs> so it would kind of <laughs> suck. Uh, but yeah, this is amazing. The Enterprise would be cool. Yeah. Yep. So awesome. A Quinjet would be cool. A Quinjet with the X-Men plane. Flying off a different direction. Yeah, Yeah, the Blackbird. Yeah. Or even, uh, what's the one that, uh, the Milano from uh, Guardians? Yes. Cool looking. That ship's awesome. The Milano with the Nova Corps ships interlocked behind it. Mm. With their so with their web, that would be cool too. I shouldn't be surprised that there's a Lego version of the Milano, but I just saw I'm, I'm looking at pictures of it, and there's a Lego version <laughs> yeah. of the Milano, and I want it. <laughs> that was a That's so cool. Oh, when, yeah. When did that come out? Uh, well, two came out in seventeen. So one must have come out two years before, three years before. So 15 or 14. Yeah, something like that. So cool. I I am checking my... uh, Okay, there was the Milano Spaceship Rescue. Came out in 2014. 
Ooh, I'd love uh, to see you do a Nightcrawler. That would be cool. Oh, yeah. I have, I have an, I, I did one of him for um, the Chalktober series, but it's, it was a comic book version. I absolutely adore, um, what was the name of the guy who played him in, in X2? Um, no. He did a fantastic job. Um, thank yeah. you. Um, yes. Just, like I am to this day, I'm obsessed with his trench coat that he had. Like it was like a matte black, but then it had all these drips of like shiny black paint on it, and just the tattoos. Oh, my special effects brain was like, yeah, <laughs> it's so good. He's so fabulous. That opening sequence of that movie was probably like one of the best things in the X Men universe for me. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. I definitely liked his Nightcrawler better than the uh younger the generation. Kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the new kid was the new kid was good, but yeah, I like the uh, I like Cummings. Yeah, me too. So, um where can people find you online? Cuz at this point in time, I can't think of anything else and it's it's getting That's late. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um thank you so much for allowing me to do this. I am on pretty much every social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, um Twitter, uh and then I have my own website, but on all of the social media, you can find me at the Chalk Girl. And then my website is adventuresofchalkgirl.com. And I have an Etsy. If you go to Etsy and just search the Chalk Girl, you should be able to find me. Excellent. I am on my way to Instagram to add you now. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And Twitter and... Twitter's coming up next. Twitter and Facebook. And I'm going to check out that Etsy. YouTube and Etsy and all the things. So, yeah. The Chalk Girl says you are followed by other people that I know. Cool. To find out who else knows you. Ah, Jeff Tasca. Yes. He works for Athletic Knit, which is a uh, sports jersey manufacturer. He's one of their design. He's one of their designers. Gotcha. Awesome. I he I believe I know through. So Stephen Amell had his has his wine party. Um, every, yes. Yes. Yeah, and he did the jerseys. For Steven for a knocking point, I believe. Yes, yes. Um, I, I think so. I met him. Yeah. I think he also did a logo or a label logo. Did did the artwork for a label? Yes. I'm on the wines yes. as well. Yeah. Um. Another one of the guys that did the the labels for that. His name is Brian Roll. He is like my mentor through this whole thing. So that first weekend that we were at the convention, um, Brian Roll was a guest artist, and we kind of just like clung on to him for questions, and he just graciously let us do that. So um, I I think through him, we got into the knocking point stuff. And then at the knocking point stuff, we met Jeff. And of course, like all of the, the Stephen Amell fan club is just, they always rave about the, the designs that he does. So that's where I know him from. Now on Twitter. And there we are. And followed there as well. Thank you so much, you guys. Oh, our I will make sure to, uh, to do the same once I get back onto my, uh, my phone over here. <laughs> yeah, and definitely. Well, Derek, you got any final thoughts or final questions? Um, other than just seriously, guys, check check out uh check out the chalk girl. Yes, she's got some great 
She really does have some great art. You really do. Thank you. Like I said, so much. The, like I said at the start of the show, this is a you know she's a type of guest we've never had on before. Um, it is pop culture. It is geek culture because you once she's an artist, you would see her and others like her either drawing. I'm not going to say perform, um, sketching or drawing at shows. Uh, obviously get the prints, but you know, you go to festivals, you know, your local art festivals or regional art festivals. Um, like we talked about Epcot does the festival of the arts every January through March, March, April. And we have Chark art artists there. Sometimes we will bring Chark artists to, to do sidewalk art at Disney Springs. Uh, it's been a while, but I mean, you, you'll find them anywhere. And, as we heard, it's not easy because doing everything on the ground ended up leading to, to Beth getting injured and spending time in the hospital because of her back. But it led to her coming up with a new way of still being able to do live works in front of you at shows so, and make it easier for you to see what she's doing. So you really did suffer for your art then? <laughs> Sweat, blood and tears. Um, I also, to add to that, like during the pandemic, chalk became a huge thing. So even if you're not used to seeing professional artists do their thing, I'm sure that you probably saw something on your sidewalk with people, you know, positive messages that went out. Or I think a lot of schools that were still in session did stuff on the sidewalks. Like it's a universal medium. uh, And we just don't, I just, I twisted it into a way that I think a lot of people don't, don't imagine it being, but um, it's relatable. So, oh, there you go. your Baymax print. <laughs> I, ha- I have a sticker very similar to that for my wife's car. Very cool. Uh, of, of Baymax coming. It's coming from the driver's side towards the in, towards the middle of the uh, <laughs> her back window of him waving. That That's a gorgeous print. I'm on your Etsy page. This, this is <laughs> Sonic. Oh, wow. Sonic's amazing. And, and your prints are reasonably priced. I think so. A lot of folks have, have told me that I, I need to up it. But in my heart, I'm thinking about all the college kids out there that can't do that. We used to have a pay what you want system. Right. Um, and, and we did that for about a year. And I, you know, it made my heart happy. But at the same time, it wasn't necessarily feasible. But, um, yeah. I, I Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. No, Talking I'm, about originals, that's a whole different conversation. But my prints, I think, are reasonably no, priced. No, your, 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 your <laughs> prints are reasonably priced. And I'm assuming there is a difference between, um, size-wise, between the $7 and the $20, $25 prints. Yes, yeah. Which is self-explanatory. Oh, that is reasonably priced. Yeah. See, I work with the mariachis at, at Epcot right now. They're one of the bands that's performing at the uh, at the stage I'm working at. And the cocoa print would be awesome. Oh, nice. Because they during throughout the day they they sing um, some different songs from Coco. Yeah. So this is very cool. I am all right, where do I favorite? There we go. Favorite shot. Done. <laughs> Thank you. So Again, go follow Beth, the Chalk Girl, everywhere on social media. Check out her website. Uh, just Google the Chalk Girl because I don't want to say that. Is it the Chalk Girl dot com or 
No, it's the my the website. It would be a thousand dollars for me to get that URL, but um, to to find that, me online, my website. Is that because website. someone else had it and let it go, yeah. and now it's a premium site? If you type it in on on Google or something, it comes up to a this page is under construction, and it's been like that for five years. <laughs> But it would cost me a thousand dollars to get that name back. Um, so my website is adventuresofchalkgirl.com. Which is a great website name. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I've we're weebygeeks.net show site. Um the collective is weebygeekspc.com, which is the original site that Weeby Geeks appeared on. That's where all the feeds are from. Mm-hmm. Um I went to go when my original co-host left, didn't he forgot he had bought weebygeeks.com so when it went away yeah uh what's by domains has it now they've had it for a while and i think the last time i looked uh weebygeeks.com right now would cost me one thousand one hundred eighty eight dollars it's so it's stupid <laughs> that's because yeah. it's considered a premium domain at this point yeah all the words are simple everybody knows those words the chalk girl is the same way and then somebody had to go and buy it and steal it <clears throat> yep that's why all the the show sites are dot nets because they're part of the network yeah yeah and the network's the pc.com for podcast collective <laughs> So, well, thank you again for joining us. It was a blast. Thank you so much for having yeah. me. This is awesome. And, it was great having you on. And it, and definitely this show, this episode may leave you asking. Want to know more? <laughs> bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club this has been a weeby geeks production it will test your head and your mind and your brain